Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. We're in a series all summer on three pillars of Christian growth. Three pillars of Christian growth. And those three pillars are spirit, soul, and body. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. The three pillars to Christian growth. Now, you might say, Pastor, what am I going to get out of this? You come out on the 4th of July weekend. I'm so proud of you. By the way, we have food trucks out in the parking lot, too, today. Food trucks for you on your way out. But I'm so proud of you on vacation that you've tuned in, that you're participating with us today. But why should you listen to me today? Because you and I need to know how to hear God's voice. I grew up in the church, and most Christians that I knew growing up, not all, but most, didn't have a clue on how to be led by the Holy Spirit. I used to hear people saying, I'm going to put out a fleece to see if it's God's will. Well, if you put out a fleece, you're going to get fleeced, right? You know, you say, well, didn't Gideon do that? Yeah, but he didn't have the Holy Spirit on the inside. So, so many people miss it because they think God's going to lead them through their head or their feelings or their logic or their reasoning or circumstances. If you believe that, you will limit. Everyone say limit. You will limit what God can do in your life. If I don't know how to be led by the Holy Spirit, this is the big idea for the whole teaching. If I don't know, if I haven't trained my spirit to hear the Holy Spirit, I will limit what God wants to do in my life. Circumstances will rule my life. My circumstances won't change, and I'll miss my destiny if I don't know how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Now, to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit, I have to understand my makeup, how God created me. God is a trinity. Can we agree with that? God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. He made you in his image. You are a trinity. You have a spirit. That's the real you. You, you, have, you are a spirit. You have a soul. That's your emotions and your thoughts. And you live in a body. That's your physical flesh and body. So we need to understand this. So are you ready to learn some more today and grow today? Because we want to grow a church on the rock. Again, so many Christians live a shallow and satisfied Christian life. So many Christians that I know, and I've been a Christian for a long time. Now, not in our church, but in a church in another galaxy far, far away. So many Christians want to go to a church that's average, doesn't challenge them, doesn't convict them or correct them. So many people, Christians, want to live in a shallow, satisfied life. I told God in 1975, when Kim and I, our marriage was on the rocks, we were about to divorce one another. We loved one another, but couldn't stand each other. You ever been there? I, I, had, did, I had got the car of my dreams, the motorcycle. My, I'm going to build a new house, going to buy land out in the country. I'm doing good. I'm in leadership. I'm management, but I'm empty. I know I wasn't following God's plan for my life. And when I ran to that altar in October of 1975, if I'm lying, I'm frying. 
I said, God, I'll go into the ministry, but I don't want to be average. I don't want to be like other preachers. I won't be average. And so I made my mind up all those years ago. I didn't want to live a shallow and satisfied and carnal Christianity. And I don't think you do either. He wouldn't be here. Amen, somebody? Okay. So let's get right into it. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And the very God of peace, wow, boy, do we ever need peace. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly or completely. I pray, God, this is a prayer. And you take biblical prayers and you pray them over you. And you're always praying God's will. You take Bible prayers and you pray them over you. You personalize them. Remember when Isaac Bruce was here and he told you that he personalized the scriptures? I've taught you that for 40 years. I've told you for 40 years that the scripture becomes more powerful when you put your name in it. You personalize it. So you take the prayers in the Bible and you personalize them. All right. So I pray God your whole spirit, soul and body. There's the three pillars. Be preserved into the song we just sang about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are three part being. We need to understand that God's not going to lead you through your body. He's not going to talk to your body and he's not going to talk to your head. He's going to talk to your spirit. Pastor, where do you get that? God is a spirit and those that worship him in spirit and in truth, he connects with them. God does not talk to your body to lead you. He does not talk to your head to lead you. He talks to your spirit to lead you. Okay? So it's real important to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit because then you and I will make better decisions. And when you make better decisions, you have a better life. Amen. So here we go. Number one, our spirit. Then what do we do with it? If I want to grow, if I don't want to be shallow and satisfied and content with my Christian walk. I feed my spirit daily. Got to do it daily. Got to feed my spirit daily. Scripture reference for that is John 6, 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth, but the flesh profiteth nothing. If I listen to my flesh, I'll limit God. If I go by my feelings, don't feel like church, don't feel like Bible, don't feel like raising my hands, don't feel like tithing. If I, if I live my Christian life like that, I will limit what God wants to do in my life. The spirit quickens, but the flesh profits nothing. The words, this is red, this is in red. Jesus is talking. The words that I speak to you, they are what, church? Spirit, and they are life. So the Bible are the words that he spoke, recorded. So the Bible is spiritual food. I can't feed my spirit through social media. I feed my spirit, not through watching YouTube. I feed my spirit through the word of God. I get in a Bible reading plan, and then I'll go from there. That's just the shallow end of the pool. You understand that the Bible reading plan, one-year plan, is just the shallow end of the pool. Okay, It's to get us all started on the same page and growing together. So what do we do with our, our spirit? We feed it daily. What's spiritual food? The Bible. Number two. If I want to grow and not be shallow, if I want to grow, then I have to renew my soul daily. My soul is my mind, my will, and my emotions. I have to renew my soul daily. That's your thought life. I have to change my thought life to change my life. I have to change my thought life to change my world. 
I have to change my thought life to change my family. I have to change my thought life to change my health, my finances. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So in verse 1, he says, give God your body. Give God your body. You are a spirit, have a soul, live in a body. Now, verse 2, next page, guys, verse 2, and be not conformed to this world. Don't be like the world. Don't give in to the world. Don't try to mimic the world, but be transformed, changed. How do I do that? By the renewing of your soul or your mind. Pastor Kim referred to the scripture, 3 John, verse 2. Beloved, I pray that you prosper and be in health as your soul, that's your thought life, prospers. So you want to change your life, you've got to change the way you're thinking. By the renewing of your mind, that you may know the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. I don't want anybody that I pastor to live in the good. I don't want you to live in the acceptable. I want you to live in the perfect will of God. You say, why, pastor? The greatest anointing is not on the good. The greatest anointing is not on the acceptable will of God. If you want the greatest presence of God in your life, the greatest anointing on your life, you've got to get in the perfect will of God, not the permissive. How do I find out the will of God? From the word of God. So I don't want to be shallow. I don't want to be satisfied. I don't want to be content as a carnal, moody, led by my feelings, up and down, roller coaster Christian. So how do I grow? I feed my spirit daily. I renew my mind daily. Next slide, guys. And my body, I crucify it daily. You are to crucify your flesh daily. How many of you know when you got born again, if you were black, you're still black. If you were white, you're still white. If you were brown, you're still brown. Okay? I'm getting my hair cut yesterday, my beard trimmed. And the lady says to me that we go to, she said, you had blonde hair at one time, didn't you? I said, yeah, I'm getting mature and wise with white hair. Amen. So, but when I got born again, I had blonde hair. I still have blonde hair. So nothing changes on the outside when you get born again. The change starts on the inside with the real you, your spirit, and your spirit is in your belly, in this part of your body, okay? So when you got born again, the only thing that became born again or got new was your spirit. It got saved. Your mind is getting saved daily, and your body will be saved. Are you all with me, everybody? Now, really, if you get this, you're going to hear God's voice better. Less confusion, more clarity, not make wrong decisions, not marry the wrong person, wrong career, wrong job, wrong church, wrong city. If we learn how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Kenneth Hagin said, the most important thing for a Christian is to hear God's voice. I tend to agree. Next verse on this, guys. It's 1 Corinthians 9, 27. But I keep under my body. Well, this is the Apostle Paul. Crucify our flesh daily. Can't let our body do what it wants to do. We're to glorify God with our body. We're to make God look good with our body and what we do with our body. We said last week, if I'm a Christian, my body doesn't belong to me. It belongs to God. If I'm a Christian, my body is not mine to do what I want to do with it. My body belongs to God. Can I have an amen? But I keep under my body, I bring it into subjection. 
lest by any means when I preach to other people, I myself, myself will fall, fail, backslide, and be a castaway. So the spirit, soul, and body, you are a spirit. Well, I appreciate the guy's notes on the back. Y'all are really spoiled. Y'all know that, right? So the voice of the body is your feelings. The voice of your body is your feelings. When God talks to you, he does not talk to your body. He talks to your spirit. The Bible doesn't say God is a body. The Bible says God is a spirit, and he connects with our spirit. So I can't go by my feelings and say that's God because it could have been the pizza from Pizza Ranch Pastor Kim and I had last night. Honolulu. All right. So the voice of the body is feelings. Next slide, guys. The voice of your soul is logic and reasoning. I gave you a story 40 years ago when Kim and I came and planted this church with 35 people. We had three different cities wanting us to go to those cities. The other two besides St. Louis were rich, wealthy business people. They said, we'll finance you. We'll rent the building. We'll get the chairs. We'll get the, the audio. We'll get all that you need. Just come and plant a church in our city. Well, if we would have went by logic, we would have went to Colorado because one of them was in Colorado. We sure wouldn't have went to St. Louis, right? So you can't go by your logic or reasoning or you'll miss God and limit what he wants to do in your life. He wants to do some outstanding, amazing, marvelous, remarkable things in your life. But if I'm led by my flesh, which is my feelings, or I'm led by my head, which is my logic or reasoning, I will miss God. Number three or third, the voice of your spirit, the voice of your spirit. Pastor, how do I know? How does God talk to my spirit? How do I know it's my spirit? The voice of your spirit is your conscience. That's why you don't want your conscience seared, because then you can't hear God clearly. That's why you want to have a clear conscience, a clear conscience. In other words, that's why you and I want to be right with God, because if I'm not right with God, my conscience is seared and I can't hear his voice clearly. You want to live with a clear conscience. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath, right? Don't let sin remain overnight. Don't live one more night with the frogs. Y'all remember that Exodus, Pharaoh, Egypt, they were content to live one more night with the frogs. You've got to have a clear conscience. Look up the word conscious in a Strong's concordance and it will amaze you what the Bible has to say about our conscience. Our conscience is the voice of our human spirit. God doesn't talk to your head, doesn't talk to your body, but he talks to your spirit. That's why you need to guard your spirit, what you're letting in to your spirit. Amen. Next slide. Am I helping anybody today? God is a spirit and he guides us through our spirit. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. What is the truth? The word of God. The word of God is truth. For as many as are led, look at Romans eight fourteen. for as many as are led 
led by the Spirit of God, capital S, Holy Spirit. For as many as are led, not by how you feel, not by what it looks like, not by our circumstances. If I'm led by my circumstances, then my circumstances will never change. That's powerful. If I go by what I see today, then what I see will never change. I have to have a higher law. I have to have a different perspective. I have to have a different authority. Circumstances shouldn't be your final authority. The word of God should be your final authority. Case in point, you go to a doctor, they say you have an incurable disease. That shouldn't be final authority, that circumstance. You go to the word and what does the word say? And whose report are you gonna believe? That should be final authority. If you're led by your circumstances, you'll miss God. If you're led by your logic, you'll miss God. You have to be led by the Spirit of God right here. Y'all see it, everybody? For as many as are led, not by the news, not by trends. So many churches today are led by trends. Give me a break. You need to be relevant. You need to be real. You need to be connecting. You need to be like we are cutting edge technology, ministries, outreaches, pioneering, have from day one. But I'm not going to take on the trends of the world to win the world. No way. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, look at this, they are the sons and daughters of God. Now, you extract the word son there, and it means a mature one. So real Christian growth, I don't want to be shallow, and I don't want to be satisfied, and I don't want to be content with my walk with God. And so in order for that to happen, I have to know how to grow. Spirit, soul, and body is how you grow. When you function with them properly, you become a mature child of God. The word sons there is mature one. Mature Christians aren't led by their feelings. I remember growing up, my dad's in heaven, but we lived in a little town called Indianola, Iowa. It's like St. Peter's to St. Louis to Des Moines, Iowa. My dad worked in Des Moines, Iowa at a grocery store. I can remember him coming home midweek. He went, drove all the way into Des Moines, worked in a grocery store, and then he'd come all the way home at night with the traffic. I can remember midweek services. I'm not getting on anybody's case. It's just a story. I learned this from my dad. We never missed one. My dad would come home on a Wednesday night, barely make it in time for us to go to church. And I would say, even my mom would say, Mervyn Wesley. My dad was named after John Wesley. Mervyn Wesley. You're tired. You need to stay home tonight. My dad would never do it. He said, I got to take these kids to church. They got to be raised the right way. We're going to church. What I'm saying, not getting on anybody's case, I'm just simply saying, if my dad would have been led by his feelings, I may not be here today. If I didn't see consistency in my parents, I may not be here today. You would not be here today. This ministry with this legacy for 40 years wouldn't be here today. And the thousands of people it's impacted. That's, I'm only sharing that illustration that if you and I are led by how we feel, as a parent, if you're too tired at the end of the day for devotion with your children, did you know Dr. James Dobson said your children are more open and susceptible to sharing their heart and changing before they go to bed than any other time of the day. Dr. James Dobson. So we're to be led by 
the Holy Spirit. I hope I'm helping somebody today. I, I tell you, praise the Lord, God's good. They were shooting fireworks off at my house last night. My dog didn't like those, fire, those fireworks. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah, praise the Lord. The Spirit, capital S, not itself, it should be himself. Look at this. Bears witness or connects. You ever heard somebody say, I just got a witness about that? You ever heard that? With what? With your spirit, not your head, and not your body, not your feelings, and not your logic or reasoning. Now, we want to make good decisions in starting businesses, buying house, investing, right church, right town, right ministry, right mate. We, we want to make the right decisions. To do that, I have to train my human spirit to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Do you see this church? The first spirit has a capital S. The second spirit has a small s. When you see small s, that's a reference to the human spirit. When you see a capital S, that's a reference to the Holy Spirit. So where does the Holy Spirit, who does the Holy Spirit, where does the Holy Spirit talk to us? Not our head, not our body, but our spirit. And the Bible says your spirit is in your belly. For out of your innermost being, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Y'all with me, church? Amen. So the Spirit himself will bear witness with our human spirit that we are the children of God. Well, where's the time go when you're having fun? Wowzers. Surprise, surprise, surprise. The spirit of man, so it's a small s, so what's that? Human spirit. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. What does that mean? When God wants to light you up, enlighten you, talk to you, and lead you, he's going to do it through your spirit. The spirit of the man is the candle that the Lord uses, searching all the inward parts of the belly, of the belly. Wow, praise God. You know, I'm excited. Can I give you a little commercial? I'm excited, you know, for our 40th anniversary in November on that Sunday, Bishop Dale Bronner will be with us. Isn't that awesome? We love the bishop. But can I just share a preview of coming attractions? Is that Pastor Kim, for next year, for the ladies' conference, the bishop's wife is coming to speak with my wife. They call, they text her from Greece. They're in Greece. And they text her at 3.30 this morning saying she would come. You ladies are spoiled brats. Next year? Wow. You've got to know who you are. You've got to know what you have. And you've got to know what you can do. Okay? To grow as a believer. You've got to know who you are, what you have, and what you can do. You could draw that out. Number one, you draw that out. The wisdom of God. The mind of Christ. Of who you are in him. Your identity what you have been given, and what you can do. Now, again, you got to draw that out with your spirit. Did you hear me? You draw your potential out with your spirit, okay, by the Holy Spirit. But here's three tools. Number one, how do I tap into my potential that God has for me? How do I hear his voice? How am I led by the Spirit? Number one, reading and applying the Bible. Reading and applying the Bible. Remember, you feed your spirit daily with spirit food. 
Scripture for that, guys, 2 Timothy chapter 3.16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. That means it's anointed for doctrine that's teaching, for reproof. So if I go to a church, I never hear the word that corrects me. Wrong church. Shadow satisfied. Okay? Wrong church. Okay? It's profitable for teaching, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Living Bible. The whole Bible was given to us by inspiration from God. It's anointed to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. The Word of God straightens us out and helps us do the right thing. Boy, isn't that good in the Living Bible paraphrase? Next slide, guys. We're about done, y'all. So number two, how do you draw this out? How do you draw out what God put in your spirit? Because when you got born again, everybody, you got a new spirit. It's called eternal spirit. Uh, it's called zoe in the Greek. Z-O-E. means the God kind of life. When you got born again, the only thing that got new was your spirit, but you got an eternal spirit. And, and that eternal spirit includes the zoe life of God or the abundant life of God. But pastor, you know, what do I do in the now and nasty? What do I do now in the meagerly Mondays? What do I do? You draw out what God put in your spirit. How do you draw it out? Number one, by feeding your spirit, reading the word. Number two, by praying in tongues. Do you all remember, uh, you know, when we had Isaac Bruce here, he taught on the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, and he prayed for a lot of men, and a whole bunch of men got filled with the spirit and spoke in tongues that day. Oh, that was awesome. Okay. Scripture for this, under that. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, or praying in tongues. Praying in tongues causes spiritual growth. Praying in tongues causes spiritual growth in our life. We don't have time. Edification charges you up. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, you're not speaking to men, but unto God. No one can understand it, howbeit in the spirit, and that's a small s, with your human spirit, led by the Holy Spirit, you're speaking mysteries. A mystery is something you don't know that you need to know. So when you and I pray in tongues and read the word, we're gaining God's wisdom on what's wrong with our health, what's wrong with our marriage, what's wrong with our kids, what's wrong with our job. What's wrong with our career? We're getting the wisdom of God for our circumstances. When you pray in the spirit, you're overriding your flesh. When you pray in the spirit, you're overriding your emotions. When you pray in the spirit, you're connecting directly to God because God is a spirit and he connects with your spirit. Next scripture for that as the team comes out. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies, builds up, improves himself. He that prophesies edifies the church. Okay. Number three, recognize the benefits. How do I draw this out? What God put in my spirit? How do I train my spirit, develop my spirit, read the word, pray in tongues. And number three, recognize what's been given to you. Recognize the benefits of the new creation, the benefits of being born again. 1 Corinthians 2.9. Y'all still doing okay? Okay. But on the contrary, as the scripture says, what eye has not seen 
and ear has not heard, and it hasn't even entered into the heart of a man. All that God has prepared for them. Whoa. How do I find that out? Made, God made it for man and woman, and he keeps it ready. It's ready to be distributed for those who love him and those who hold him in reverence, promptly obeying him, and gratefully, this is giving all the prerequisites, and gratefully recognizing what? The benefits he has bestowed. How do I know those benefits, tap into those benefits, and release those benefits? Number one, reading the Word of God, feeding my spirit, renewing my mind, changing my thought life to agree with God, and crucifying my flesh, praying in the Spirit daily. The Spirit then will speak to my spirit, who I am, what I have, and what I can do. In Jesus' name. I'm done. Did y'all get something today? Come on, let's thank God for the word. Not going to live a shallow, satisfied life. We're going to grow, be stronger. We're going to not run from adversity. We're going to face adversity. We're not going to run from the problem. We're going to solve the problem with the wisdom of God. Amen, everybody? Heads are bowed, eyes are closed, no one moving. Online, I want to talk to you just for a minute. Thank you for joining us. Those of you on vacation, thank you for joining us today. But you say, Pastor, I heard you today. You talked about clarity. You talked about identity. You talked about strength and power and anointing. You talked about the life. You talked about who we are and how God made us. And you gave us an understanding of feelings and, and logic or being led by the Spirit. Pastor, I want God. If you're watching today and you say, I want to know his love today, Pastor. I need to be loved. Pastor, I want to know his acceptance. Pastor, I feel so unaccepted by people. Last weekend, by the way, everybody, 17 decisions online. People gave their life to Christ. You say, I, I want to be loved, Pastor. I want to be accepted, Pastor. I want to be needed. I want to know God's purpose for my life. I want to know who I am and why I'm here. I, I want to know all that God has for me, those benefits. I want to know God. Pray for me. Or maybe you have walked with the Lord, you're a Christian, you're a believer, you love God, but you're, you're standing with me in Church on the Rock, and you're saying, I don't want to live a shallow Christian life. I don't want to be satisfied as a Christian. I want all that Christ died and rose again for me. I, I, I want all of eternal, abundant life. I want it all. Pastor, I want to reset my life today. I'm not going to be casual. I'm not going to be carnal. I, 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 I want not to be satisfied. I want more. Pray for me. If that's you, would you just be so kind to punch? you got to do something. Faith is an act. Punch the button on your smartphone, your computer, and, and there's a team there. If you would like to talk to someone, they're waiting for you right now, live, not automated. Here in this room, out in the lobby, out in the parking lot, on the patio, those of you that hear me, you say, Pastor, on the 4th of July, I need to be free. I need to get free of habits. I need to get free of, of routine, ritual, religion. I need to get free of hurt, offenses. Pastor, I want the love of God today. I want to experience that. I want to experience his forgiveness, his acceptance, his purpose for my life. Pastor, today is going to be the beginning of a brand new season for me. I don't know God, but I want to know God. Pray for me. 
lead me to him, Pastor. Or, Pastor, again, I'm a believer, but you know what? I've kind of been casual. I've kind of been conformed to the world, and I don't like it. It stinks. It sucks. It's not what I want. It's not what God wants for me, Pastor. I want all that God has for me. I want to reset my life. Pray for me. No one's going to come to you, but faith is an act. you got to do something. All of heaven is watching. All of your family in heaven, somebody says, is actually watching as well when you make a decision for Christ. So you say, Pastor, that's me. Lift your hand right there where you're at in every section. Raise it up high. Be bold right now. Everybody's coming out of the closet. Why don't we come out of the closet for Christ? Lift your hand high. Wave it at me every section. Pastor, pray for me. I want God's love. I want his acceptance and forgiveness. I want his life. You can put your hands down. Church, let's pray now. Let's lead them to the Lord. Say it with me. Heavenly Father, I repent. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died for me, and he rose again. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. I receive you now. Take my life and make a difference. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Show me, teach me, lead me by your Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.